Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'd like to announce that this is our last show on where the Rays are going to build a stadium. <laughs> Had you there, didn't I, Steve? You're, you're ready to walk off? Um, look, this is big news. I mean, how many years have we been talking about where are the Rays going to play? Are the Rays going to move? Or they got this split plan with Montreal? All those things. Well, this morning, the Rays are set to make a major announcement, according to Mark Tompkin of the Tampa Bay Times regarding completion of a deal to build a new stadium in, where do you think, Tampa, St. Pete, Tampa, St. Pete, St. Petersburg. That's right. So they're going to build it. Shocked. Right. It is shocking, (laughs) yes. Um, In fact, not only in St. Petersburg, but right next to where the Trop is now, uh, near, quote-unquote, the Trop Cannon Field site. And this is part, and the Rays have delved into this now for a while, of that redevelopment of the 86-acre historic gas plant district, and it should be open by the 2028 season. So, well, the good thing is if you have any delays, you got a stadium next door. So, that's true, and that's that's exactly where they're gonna where they're gonna plop it. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the details of this stadium are going to be announced, I would suppose, today. But it's supposed to be. Uh, a fixed dome roof, not going to be retractable, so get over yourselves. Artificial turf field because, well, it's a fixed dome roof. And it's going to seat, and, and this is, I think this is the next generation of ballparks, Steve, in terms of size. It's going to seat 30000 And it's going to cost in excess of $1.2 billion with some contributions from the team. And we say some, it looks like maybe as much as half. St. Petersburg and Pinellas County. So if you're waking up and it's not 10.30 a.m., then this news conference hasn't began. Uh, if if it is, or hasn't begun, if it is uh, about that time, go to Bally Sports Sun, and they're going to provide live coverage. And it will include uh, people from uh, Heinz Company, which is partnering with the Rays for on a larger redevelopment project Stuart Sternberg, uh, you know, has talked in the past that he was optimistic about getting this deal done. And so now it's done. And he's also pledged to pay for half or more. He's also, I think, trying to raise some money for the cost of this of this ballpark. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about new home for the team after 2027 completion. And that's not coincidentally when the Tropicana field lease is up. And so... All this debate, 16 years now, there's been a search that, you know, all these proposed sites and projects, both sides of the bay, and the threat of moving, the low attendance being the primary reason, um, some talks in Tampa, then the Montreal plan that was nixed by Major League Baseball. After all of this, the Rays are going to stay literally right where they are. And that bodes the question of, what about the narrative that St. Petersburg just wasn't a good place for this? Well, I, I think 
and John Romano wrote a great column on kind of how how they got here. And, you know, why not Tampa? Why not Derby Lane? Why not Albert Witted? Why not all the locations that have been talked about? And, and I, th- I think it comes down to I don't think Tampa had the appetite to fund it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the land that they would have wanted was already accounted for in, okay. the, in the hands of private developers or not available. Albert Witted politically was way too hard. If you wanted which that riverfront stadium, if you want, you know, right on the bay there. Yeah, the which is from. just a gorgeous venue mm-hmm. where Aling is. Yeah. Yep. Um, politically, just too hard to get done. And there's enough space at Tropicana Field to redevelop and create more than just a baseball stadium, which is what they're trying to do. Whether it's like the Battery in Atlanta or, you know, all these new stadiums now, it's not just about the stadium itself. It's about what you can control outside of that and what more you can bring to the experience outside the game itself. And... Tropicana Field was the, I don't want to say the easiest to get done, but probably the most logical in this case. It may not be the best, and and how many more people from Brandon, other parts of Hillsborough County will come over to the stadium? I think time will tell. I, I think you know the new stadium and all the experiences they plan to build around it, I think we'll hear more about that today. Should make it quite a venue, I would think. Um, it's going to have less seats, and and but their seats are going to be more expensive. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's where stadiums are going to now. Yep. It's not so many. You know, we need sixty five thousand. A bunch of the nodes bleeds. It's you're paying for the experience, the loge boxes, and the suites, and the you know those kind of those kind of seats. So you don't need. I mean, you know, these stadiums now anymore. First, are a television studio. I mean, that's one of the fir- first people you call when you build a sports stadium. Is where are the camera angles? Where's where's how how are we putting on a TV show out of here? Because that's where the money's coming from. That's what it is. Yeah, that's what when they build a stadium, that's one of the first things they do. How do we make this look great on television? How do we make this the television experience work here? Mm-hmm. But you know, I've been in town thirteen years now. There hasn't been a day. Since I've been here, that hasn't. Where's the Rays gonna? Where are they gonna go after 2027? I mean, as you said, it's been 16 years of looking for a stadium. Yeah, it's a long time. You know, maybe the the Ebor site could have worked a few years ago. A lot of reasons why that didn't come to fruition. Could probably put some blame a lot of different places, including the Rays. But I, I think if you're a baseball fan, if you wanted it in Tampa, if you wanted it somewhere else in Pinellas County, you wanted it wherever, just be glad it's here. It's not in Montreal. It's not in Nashville. Right. Las Vegas. Vegas, you know, Charlotte, San Antonio, Portland, take your pick, wherever they could go. That we assume, you know, based on Mark's reporting, the announcement today is the Rays are staying here for another 25, 30 years, whatever, you know. Whatever the agreement of the lease is in that. Yeah, you know, I obviously they have found a an attractive solution that would involve the development 
of this area around the gas plant. In other words, this is more the the stadium is the centerpiece, and that's what's going to keep mm-hmm. the Rays here, and that's that's where their business is is anchored, and their business is baseball. However, whatever partnership that they've struck now, um, what we're mm-hmm. going to see in terms of development and and St. Petersburg, for those of you who haven't been over there in a while, has completely changed. Has it? I mean, to a pl- to a point where you it's un- it's almost unrecognizable, but in a good way. There is mm-hmm. a there is a resonant community of St. Petersburg. I know people that live there that if they have a car, they use it once a month. Um, everything you need is there, and it, of course, with the water, you know, the bay and everything, it's an absolute gorgeous spot. But it has restaurants, bars, clubs, shopping centers food stores like completely different than what you remember um and yet it kind of stops i don't know by 16th avenue anyway or 16th street if not before that because all that gas plant area there down by the trop is an enormous chunk of real estate that will become restaurants will become apartments will become condos or whatever they decide to build there and if the Rays have some development interest or rights in that, they're going to get plenty, you know, plenty of revenue for that, not just for one year, but for many, many years to come. So that's helping, I think, the decision, the finances, all of that. And, and they also are counting on that a new building you know, will make it mm-hmm. more attractive. This area is growing. Corporations are moving here. This is one of the fastest growing places in, in the country. Mm-hmm. Baseball didn't want to lose this market for that reason and others, but they really didn't want to see the Rays pull out of Tampa Bay. And this is this is a solution. Now, will it make everybody happy? No. Nope. Um, a lot of people have hated that drive across the bay, and I think many of us would would say that you know, as a business, you want to be closer to the population area. There's room for growth here. There's not really in St. Petersburg. However. The great news here, the, the the lead that cannot get buried, the headline that cannot get buried here is Rays are going to stay in Tampa Bay. As they should. For 30-something years, as they should, you know. And, and I think one day the story will be told how much closer we, than we probably even realized they were to getting out of here. Um, and so... If you're a sports person, and of course my my job is sports, yours is too, Steve, to some to many degrees, we we benefit personally from from a good, healthy sports market. Um, but had but even forgetting what we do, had they left, there would have been a void, the likes of which we wouldn't understand until it was way too late. And this what? is a Big big deal and a great deal for Tampa Bay, the and, whole area, not just St. Petersburg. And it's a void that no one really understands. No. I mean, the only team to, to move in baseball in the last 50-plus years was Montreal to Washington. Montreal Expos, that's right. I mean, we've seen football teams leave. We've seen basketball. We've seen hockey. Yep. And, and you know, but we don't – I mean, outside of Montreal to Washington, for mm-hmm. a city to lose 81 home games – Right. And a full summer of sports and baseball. It, it's, you know, don't know what the impact would have been. 
No. And, and, and you know, there's financial, but there's also the feeling of the community. The emotional of it, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, I'm sorry, but, like, a lot of these big cities, right, Charlotte, Las Vegas, Nashville, mm-hmm. those are sports towns, all of them. They got hockey. They got football, NFL football. But until there's something about until you have a major league baseball team to go with those others, it's just a little less than everything. And and that's what Tampa Bay was for years and years until the expansion raise came. You know, hell, they got hockey before they got baseball. Mm-hmm. But you're not quite feel like the complete set, right? The big three or four. Um, until Major League Baseball is part of it. And, and and a lot of it, Steve, is I think while their season runs six months and other seasons run six, five, or six months, they play every day or damn near every day. Mm-hmm. When you're talking about, you know, 162 events, right, and half of those in your city, those are performances. You know, that's like going to the theater. I mean, those are, you know, actual performances that many days. And so um, – you know, you live with it through the summer and, you know, kind of ride the wave with them and all of that. So the fact that we're going to keep baseball with, with, with the struggles that this area had, many people don't know it because they're new to here or they, they don't recall, but the struggles that Tampa Bay, forget St. Pete, but Tampa Bay had in attracting a major league baseball team and eventually being awarded an expansion club, that's that can't be forgotten. Like it, Heck, the and, area built a stadium just hoping to get a team. Yeah, years before they mm-hmm. got one. And in fact, the first round of expansion, they they did not even grant this area a major league team. Mm-hmm. And and yet they already had a stadium. And then there became the narrative, of, well, we told you not to build it. But then, you know, Kevin Costner said, if you build it, they will come. So I don't know. There's a lot of mixed messages there in baseball. But they're going to build it, and they're going to stay. And that is such... It's almost surreal, and it was almost without very much fanfare. And we'll see what they all have to say today, whatever pomp and circumstance they roll out. But, like, this is such a big story. I can't even tell you. Like, baseball staying in Tampa. Tampa Bay will have the race for the foreseeable future, for generations. And that is so huge. I mean, my son, fortunately, never had to live in this area without – without, having a major league baseball team to root for, you know, and, and your kids too, Steve, it's like they will. And then now their kids can have a chance to, to become race fans as well. So it's just, it's, it's a big deal and we'll get the particulars, you know, from them and the financing and we'll find out all that stuff. Um, but to have this agreement done is really something. Even, even Jane Castor, who, you know, and I, I think, there's a lot of people that are going to be upset about this probably in Hillsborough County. Um, you know, Ken Hagen for one, but I can think of others. But as, as Jane Castor said, and I'll paraphrase, it's like, look, the whole goal from the beginning was to find a way, a solution, a way to keep the Tampa Bay Rays in Tampa Bay. Well, that's happening now. And so for whatever disappointment there might be that it's not going to be in Hillsborough, you you got to be just as happy that that they're not going to go to Charlotte or some other place. Mm-hmm. And, she, and she's right. And like I said, I don't think there was an appetite to fund a stadium on the Hillsborough side. It doesn't seem like it because they talked about everything but how to fund it. 
right? Mm-hmm. And that's how you know that they're not serious because there was never any solutions really offered. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think I think they they wanted it in Tampa Bay or in Tampa in Hillsborough County, wherever. It wasn't a you know we don't want it. It's a I, I don't think I just don't think there was the appetite to fund it. Right. They weren't going to be able to come up with six hundred, seven hundred million, whatever it's going to be. It's a big deal, and and I'm happy for the Rays. And the other part of this is too is that you know everybody's talked about well the Rays you know they have this formula and they don't spend money and you know somehow they find a way to win, but they're not they never get over the hump because they don't have those superstar. Well, you know what, right? You'll I think you'll hear hear Sternberg allow that that may change too. That if they're successful in attracting the kind of sponsors and mm-hmm. investors um, and the development down in that area, that you know what? I'm not saying they're going to be the New York Yankees or even the Boston Red Sox, but they will, especially if attendance is good and people receive this new stadium, they will be competitive in free agency, like the likes of which they have not been. Well, and that that's why they signed a contract with Wander Franco that they did. That's right. And all that money is backloaded to the new stadium. Because they anticipated yeah. this. That $182 million over 11 years, like, you know, these first few years of it, and granted, who knows what will happen with that contract. Different show, yeah. different story. Good but point. But it was a few million here, a few million there. By the end of it, you're talking $35 million a year. Right. And it was all based on, you know, one, 11 years from now, mm-hmm. revenues will be up, money will be up, but it was also a new stadium. Yeah. And, and you know, that's how – they could start doing these longer-term deals, knowing that by 2028 they were going to have a new stadium, whether it was in Tampa or whether it was somewhere else. Mm-hmm. You know, I th- I think Stu will spend money if the revenue is coming in. I mean, we've seen the the revenue the the payroll for the Rays go up over time. Yeah. It's a lot higher this year than it has been in years past. You know, and they I give mean, out contracts to Manuel Margot and. And Wander Franco and Brendan Lau and I mean all Zach these, Eflin. You know, yeah, Zach yeah. Eflin. That's the biggest free agent contract in, in race history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean that's huge. You know, I, the, the The spending will go up as the revenues go up. That's right. And a new ballpark, at least initially, usually generates a lot of corporate interest, mm-hmm. uh, fan interest. You know, when it's tangible, when you can see it, feel it, smell it. Uh, understand it like people want to want to get in on that on on the ground floor anyway now it may change after a few years but i think there'll be a lot of people excited as you're sitting there and you're watching it something tangible you're watching it go up i know people don't like domes i understand that i don't like them in particular um i will say this if you've been outside in the last couple weeks that that's months that's the whole thing is if if it was retractable roof right how many times a year would it actually be open? Oh, very few. And is that worth the increased cost? No way. It can't be. It's just not cost-effective. Yes. Would you love those March afternoons in spring training when you could be outside with it? Yes, but that's not when baseball's played. No. Time it gets nice here, the season's over. You're in October. You know, you don't even get a cold front in September. I mean, you're talking a $1.2 billion stadium without a retractable roof. Yeah. Put a retractable you, roof on it. What do you think it costs? Well over two. And is for, for five days eight, a year? Five, six, Ten? seven, eight yeah. days a year. The the part that's the part that stinks about having the dome is it's going to be artificial turf. Yeah. 
That's true. That's the part that, you know, I wish you would figure out a way to have a grass field for a lot of reasons. One, I just think it's beautiful. It's safer. It's safer. It's better for the players, et cetera. You know, that's the yeah. part that, you know, but based on, I mean, and I've said this before, you know, when I when I did the Atlanta Braves and you go down to Pro Player Stadium at the time in Miami right. and have a four-game series, you have five rain delays in it. <laughs> oh, yeah, you do. And, and they're not ones. small ones. No, They're like ones. hours. Like, <laughs> like every day you're in rain delays because they had no like roof clockwork. on it. And, yeah. You know, yeah. it was. it's just you're in Florida in the summer. Yeah. You're going to have afternoon showers, bank on it every day. Yep. You know, so it's going to be open five, six, seven times a year. It's not worth the cost as much as I would love it. Right. And I will say this, and I haven't seen the designs, but like I, we were just at U.S. Bank Stadium in Minnesota, mm-hmm. um, which is one of the newest in the NFL. And let me just tell you, like that, that is obviously has to be a roofed stadium mm-hmm. and it's not retractable. Um, because you know the winters up there are brutal, and I know they used to play outdoors, you know, and all that stuff. But um, this building, which is an enclosed, completely enclosed building, is so well constructed, and and it is virtually like full of of just glass panes for walls, to the point where there is natural sunlight that just cascades in there. You know, you're not talking about a, a, you know, the mausoleum field or a tunnel. I mean, it is bright. You can it, you can see the city outside because obviously it's glass, and so the the views are great. And I've just not been in a better enclosed stadium than that one. I really haven't. So there's a lot of things now that you can do. Um. And, and a lot of it will depend on the cost. That that technology probably didn't even really exist in its form that it needs to, and and now it can. So it could be it could be aesthetically mm-hmm. a a much brighter, uh, much you know more natural setting um, than than people can can even understand. But you know what I mean? Like it's mm-hmm. these. This is a new generation of yeah. Of don't stadium. think don't think you know Astrodome, Kingdome, Kingdome, Tropicana. Field Tropicana yeah. yeah. Exactly. Exactly right. Mm-hmm. And so for that reason I think I think they could they could make it special. But I was I was I was floored by sort of how like understated this hit me. Like kind of like, oh good, yeah, the race had they got a deal. Okay. Wait, what the race have a deal? Like well, they're gonna all this time it's like, yeah, it's done. But as we uh, we've talked about this a lot, the fact that you know, you kind of knew a deadline was coming. That's because true. Because you've, you've got four years. You got four years left in in Tropicana Field after this, as far as the lease right. goes. That's right. But you didn't. You didn't have the public bickering. You didn't right. have all kinds of info being leaked about talks and this and and people unhappy. Like you just kind of had that feeling that it was getting done. Now, I'm not saying it was clean and easy behind the scenes. Right. And but there was action. You know. Yeah. But you didn't have. Stu making comments and people from Tampa making comments and, you know, Pinellas leaders making comments, complaining about the other side and, mm-hmm. you know, kind of, you know, when they were talking at the Ebor site, it was like, well, no one's talking. Neither sides. Nobody's putting up money. No one's talking about, you know, there was there was that bickering back and forth mm-hmm. when they had the, the three years they were allowed to talk in Tampa. 
You did, Heck yeah. As it, coming up in this deadline, once baseball said you're not going to Montreal. That was the big one. Then it, 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 at that point it became very, I don't want to say cordial, because I'm sure behind the scenes there's been a lot of negotiations and business, but it just ne- it never felt like, and I, and I didn't know anything per se, but it just never, like you you saw, particularly when Tropicana Field was built and you know St. Pete was trying to lure a, a team, right? You know, and or, or when the Bucks were p- possibly going to Baltimore, like all the comments that get made and the and the complaining about the other side, and it just it gets ugly. And you know, the last couple of years, it hasn't gotten ugly. Like right. we know how those negotiations go. Yeah. So I think that's why it kind of hits you a little understated because you just kind of expected it was going to come. You didn't know it was going right. to be today that Mark broke the news. But I, you know, when I saw the news, it was it was excitement, but it wasn't surprise. I expected. This. No, I think we've expected it. Um, it just, you know, it, it <laughs> when it hits you, it hits you. It's mm-hmm. just like, you know, wow, like that is a that is a major major uh, accomplishment for the Tampa area. If you're if you're anything at all into sports, and I know a lot of people aren't, they could care less. They want fire, schools, police. Mm-hmm. I get all that. And I'm not against those things either, but if you're a sports fan and you know you hear this and you understand it and accept it, it's like this is a huge story, and and it is is finally time for for not just fans, but also you know there's got to be a, a good amount of fatigue and a lot you know probably none of these well I can't say none, but very few players, if any, will play in this new stadium. Um, maybe Kevin Cash will be lucky enough to manage in it the way he's going, but they're, you know, they don't have to hear it either. Like, you know, you kind of live with uncertainty when you're talking about Sternberg coming out and talking about, you know, we could go to Montreal for a while. These people have lives, they have families, they want to know where they're going to be. So stability in any business is a good thing, right? Because then everybody kind of knows what to expect. And so, who knows how many free agents Steve wouldn't come here because it was a, it was unstable. Mm-hmm. Couldn't be couldn't be you know guaranteed that their team wouldn't pick up and go someplace during their contract here. Well, you know those those even young players coming up now. I mean, yeah, there's four years left in Tropicana Field based on the lease. Yeah, if a rookie comes up, teams have control of them for six years. Yeah, by the time their second third arbitration year, they didn't know where they could be playing at this point. That's right. Now they don't have a choice in it. The team drafted you, the team, or has your rights. But there is that. Mm-hmm. You know, I always thought it was funny. You know, f- three, four, five years ago, the Ebor Stadium thing, and they're asking players what they think about it. It's like those players aren't going to be on that team. That's <laughs> no. ten years from now. Like, <laughs> no. You know, but now you're Would in that you window. Now it's kids? four years. <laughs> now it's four years away. Now it's you know you're yeah. a lot closer at this point. Right. You know, but when that story was happening, it was you know. Yeah, your kid's going to go there. <laughs> well, and I don't know this, but I, it's probably hard for a player to, you know, to buy here, not knowing mm-hmm. whether he's going to have to pick up and move his home and his and his family in two or three years. So, um, yeah, I mean, professional sports is a year to year basis, and you don't n- n- normally think that way. All right, I'm I'm going to mention this because we could do another stadium show or t- or t- or three, but I'm, we've been saying this. I've been saying this consistently. Um, this is not the end. 
of talks about stadiums in Tampa. The team I cover. What do you mean? USF's getting their stadium. Rays are getting their stadium. What else could we want? Well, you're right. I didn't think about USF, and we could do that stadium show as well. Um, This is not from anybody on the record or off. No one has told me this. No one needs to tell me this. But one day they will, and I'll write it. But this is my pure speculation, and and, and it's not that far-fetched, as you know. And that is Raymond James Stadium is more than 20 years old. It opened in 1998 with the first game. So 25 years. 25 years old. The life expectancy lately of these new big ballparks for the NFL, including the Georgia Dome, is about 20 years. It sounds really quick, and it is, but that's about it. So several years ago, maybe I want to say four or five by now, the the Bucks and the Glazer family put in like $160 million to kind of upgrade what they have over there in terms of you know lounges and club seats and different things. And they did a fantastic, fantastic job. But if you think that they're going to be the franchise that's, that decides, nah, we're good here. You know, we've got 70,000 seats to sell every week. That, think about that number, you know, 70,000. That's a lot of tickets, man. And I think at some point, probably sooner than later, I would I would be surprised if the Glazers didn't ask Hillsborough or somebody, hey, what about us? We think we need a new ballpark. And then, gentlemen, start your, you know, campaigns because there's going to be a lot of back and forth and disagreement and bickering and all that stuff. Um, but but in the end, I got to believe the Bucks are going to want to improve their situation and have a longer lease. And, and this time, if I'm right, because Rich McKay, I think, would probably tell you it was a mistake when he did this deal with the TSA, I think this time the Bucks will run that venue wherever it ends up being, and they'll be the ones booking... Beyonce and concerts and tractor pulls, and they'll they'll keep that stadium more filled up than it's than it is right now. I don't think there's a lot of dates in that ballpark because I don't think there's any incentive really that much incentive anyway um, for the Tampa Sports Authority and others to kind of book those things. But I think, and this is the case in Atlanta with the Falcons, like hey, on on an off day or an off week or off season, they they can get entertainment in there and and make money off of it so there's a lot to think about but at some point rest assured at some point uh the bucks will more likely say hey okay we need something too and i would and i would also submit that if we get if we're going to go down that rabbit hole if and when the bucks build a ballpark it's going to be much smaller than it is now like significantly smaller and buddy, if it if that one isn't a dome, <laughs> I mean, I just I don't think it's sustainable. And I know they played here since '76. They played outside and outdoors in Tampa. And I generally prefer prefer games that are played outside. But I've never had to come down off that press go, press box and play one, or even stand on the sideline and bake like that. It's so easy to say and so hard to do. So, yeah, I I think. If and when 
there is discussion about the about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It'll be, I think, I think, and no one has told me. Let me be clear: no one has told me this. I'm not reporting this. This is this is just pure speculation on my part. But I would think that it would be some sort of fixed building, um, and and I also think there's a ton of land in and around where the current stadium is. I mean, it'd be a much easier kind of switch because Raymond James is where Al Lo, the late Al Lopez Field was, and they tore that down. And it became a parking lot. Well, you know, if you build a new stadium in the general area, that parking lot is where the new stadium will be built, where the old one used to be. And then eventually they'll raise Raymond James, and that'll become the parking lot. So there's a lot of ways to do it within those sites, I think. Um, but we're we're going way down, you know, we're, we're jumping ship here a little bit too fast. But let's just back up a little bit and, and congratulate the Rays on this deal. And then they can worry about the bucks down the road, but it's fascinating, man. I'm I'm pumped that uh, you know they're going to get up there and announce that the Rays are not leaving Tampa Bay, and that's music to my ears. All right, well, hopefully, whatever stadium they have can withstand hurricane force winds because it is hurricane season in Florida. But there's still time to keep the power on without breaking the bank, and that's getting solar battery backup power from May Electric Solar. Now, with solar battery backup power, there is no fuel cost. There's no loud generator noise. There's no annual maintenance cost. Plus, May Electric Solar offers a 15-year warranty. Solar battery backup can save you hundreds of dollars each month. And if you lose power, a generator could cost you over $2,000 a week just to keep your house running. New solar solar battery backup systems also qualify for a 30% tax credit, or you can add a battery to your existing Emphase Solar System. Trust the pros in solar. To learn more about May Electric's solar battery backup or to get started, call 727-819-2862 or visit mayelectricsolar.com. Speaking of baseball, so as we're taping this, Monday Night Football's on. Some bad football tonight, by the way. Oh, oof. So I've got the uh, Astros-Orioles games on. The Astros had a, what, a 6-5 lead. Had a nice. home run in the bottom of the eighth. Wow, Making nice. a 7-5 lead. You're thinking, all right, Ray's going to catch up a half game. Yeah, man. Cedric Mullins, three-run home run, top of the ninth. <sighs> at Orioles lead 8-7. to seven. Uh, Right oh now, my. it's still the top of the ninth as we're taking. God. That's unbelievable, man. Like, close something out, Houston. First, it's hitting the garbage cans and beating the Rays in the postseason, and now it's this. <laughs> no. Um, well, I said tonight, I said, if you're a Rays fan, you, you bang those trash cans because not only, yeah, not only know, do you want the no. Astros to beat the Orioles, but you'd like the like, Astros to win their division so you don't face them in the first round of the playoffs. Well, yeah, absolutely. You want that, and you, you'd want them to sweep the Orioles. Yeah. But So, yeah, so if they if they you know they keep winning, they're going to win the division so you don't play yep. them in the first round. Yep. And maybe you had a shot to win the first – or to win the division. But You would, yeah. Wow, that's a uh, hey man. They've they've earned everything they've gotten to this point. Um, it's amazing. I, I, the, ball, the Orioles are made. I was impressed, and we really spent a lot of time talking about this. But like, the Rays had everything they needed. They won the first two games of that series. They get the mm-hmm. big home run from Randy Rosarena in, in the final game uh, when they were in uh, Cl- uh, Minnesota, I believe it was, and. Then they go and they win the first two, and I'm thinking, man, 
they may sweep this, or at minimum, you're going to take three out of four, and then they lose the next two. It's well, just, and the Saturday game, Glass now, they were never in that one. But, no, it was a blowout. But they were leading three to one late on Sunday. I know. Like, that's the game you had to win. And then they doubled up, you know, their their closer, and, and who's to say, you know, whether that was a factor or not. But, man, that was tough. It was really tough. So, but, yeah, it would be nice if uh, if the Astros would show up against – Against Baltimore, who the Rays have at uh, at home when they the Angels today? Oh, that's right. Without yeah, without Shohei, without Mike Trout. Yeah, man, they've that that franchise. Are they kicking themselves? You know, they were kind of in the wild card race, and they decided not not to trade, not to shot, not to to hang on to Shohei. Yeah, eh, uh, bad decisions that have come. Uh, well, it's, it's a bad decision, but do you want to be the owner of the traded show? No, of course you don't want to be, but it, you know you still got to do your job, I suppose. I don't know. There's something to think about. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Okay, we were at. The, I was at the Bucks, and uh, some not good news on the running back front. Chase Edmonds is going to miss at least four weeks. They're going to put him on IR, uh, subject to return, which means once he's ready, uh, after four weeks or so, I think it's a sprained ligament in his knee. He can begin practicing and and can be returned to the uh, regular season active roster, which is good. As far as replacing him, yeah, Todd Bowles doesn't really have any plans to do that right now. Um, so what he's going to do is sort of everybody gets elevated behind Rashad White, and you know all of a sudden, like that's good news for Keyshawn Vaughn who wanted out of here, and now he's no worse than than a number three. Um, and you still got Sean Tucker at number two. Now they may change their mind at that point. And like I said, Patrick Laird's on the practice squad. Maybe they bring in another guy from outside, especially if someone else were to get hurt. Um, but yeah, Chase Evans is uh, is going to be out for uh, for at least four weeks, and then we'll see if they bring bring him back. Also, check out my story in the Tampa Bay Times on Tampa dot com. Um, pretty interesting, you know. Zion McCollum is a guy that started this last game, and it was his first start in the NFL. He played some last year and really didn't look very well. He looked, frankly, looked, looked over his head from Sam Houston State. Um, he got hurt in training camp. Didn't get it like the full training camp experience as a rookie and when he's played he's he's sort of been limited and that's putting it mildly in terms of his ability to get guys on the ground to tackle well he had to step in for Carlton Davis and you know what he did a nice job he did a really nice job he had a couple targets uh to him I think and um uh, they completed two out of four passes uh you know he was solid tackling I think and that's been an issue for him so Good for Zion. Now comes a story that his identical twin brother plays for, ta-da, wait for it, the Eagles. And the Eagles was 
him and his brother's favorite team growing up. And now, of course, on Monday Night Football, it's the Eagles at Bucks. And so their mom, uh, who's a school teacher, will be there, and she'll be the one with the, the smile that you can't wipe from her face. If you see her, say hello, because she's about as proud of these two guys as she can be. And, um, you know, the only thing that would be sweeter is if Tristan McCollum was actually on the active roster. He's on the practice squad. But nonetheless, I talked to him, and he's very excited. Mom's going to wear one of those jerseys, which, which is, you know, Bucks on the front, Eagles mm-hmm. on the back. <laughs> it's going to be great. Um, but interesting story about those two are just phenomenal athletes all through high school and college and whatnot. And now uh, both of them on, on teams that will be playing in on Monday Night Football, which is like the biggest venue you could have. And, and I think that Zion's likely to get the start again because I, I don't think Carlton Davis is going to be ready with that ankle. They'll have an extra day because it's Monday night, but we're going to see more of Zion McCallum, which is which is kind of cool. All right, well, make sure you tune in or at least catch uh, what happens with the Rays and their announcement today of a new stadium deal in place. Fantastic news for everybody. Thanks for listening. For Steve Burks, I'm Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everyone. 